Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org slash sports. It's about to go down. This is the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast. Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal. And you know I got a shout out the Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast. Let go. What is up, Bills Mafia? Let's pause for a moment. This is the week two phase report from the Buffalo Nerd. Does my voice sound more cheerful? Because this is fresh off a victory Monday. That's right. Thank God, a victory Monday. I'm not sure I would have made it here if we lost to the Miami Dolphins in start of the season 0-2. Fortunately, I'm here. And I'm not sure that I would call what we did exceptional or great. Uh, I mean, the scoreboard looked good. 35-0. to That's three out of four quarters now that this defense has not allowed points. And you would think that Normally, if you did that, you'd be wondering, how is this team one and one? Well, I'm wondering the same thing. But I think when you go back and look at it, which I've done again, is we're not there yet. The scoreboard looks great, but I think most people, myself included, walked out of that game kind of thinking to themselves, man, it just it didn't look great. Right. I mean, it was we scored, got five touchdowns, uh, the running game brought in three of those touchdowns. I mean, this, by all accounts, was a good-looking football game. More concerning to me was Allen, he doesn't quite look there yet. He still looks a tad off. There were some throws that it was like he's just feeling it, and it's it's weird. I'm not sure why he's feeling it out still, but he's feeling it out. It was a little short, a little soft, you know, a little long. Emmanuel Sanders would have had a great drag route deep, probably about 15, 20 yards down the field that was missed. Uh, you know, the the underthrow of digs. I mean, there's there's just some things missing. Um, but on the positive side of things, we didn't look good. And the scoreboard said 35 to 0. And we crushed, crushed the Miami Dolphins again. Squish the fish 
again. Six to one for Josh Allen now against the Miami Dolphins. I'm not even sure they should show up anymore. Yeah, just throw in the towel. When this man is playing, don't bother showing up. Brian Flores looks like I'm not sure what he's doing each time. It's like he just he's going through the motions over there when it's the Bills. Now, he didn't have much of a choice in this game because this defense came out and handed his quarterback a smack in the face right off the bat. Tua was under pressure immediately. This defense came to play. This defense is playing lights out. I would not want to play against this defense if I was anybody in the NFL right now. Three out of four quarters with no points held Ben Roethlisberger down to 188 yards. I mean, with three really good wide receivers. And now Jacoby Brissett somehow saved that game from being a blowout in the first half. He couldn't hold it together long enough to not let it be a blowout, but he was being annihilated the entire game. That man stood no chance, but he kept getting up. The Miami Dolphins have a better shot with Bursette out there than they do Tua. He is more QB ready to play in the NFL right now if they want to utilize the roster that they have. If they don't, they're going to continue to get crushed by the Buffalo Bills, which I'm okay with. So keep doing it. Roll them out there next time, and we'll see if we can give him three, four more extra plays before we ruin his hopes and dreams for the day. But let's circle back because like I mentioned, this wasn't, it wasn't top to bottom a phenomenal performance by any means. I mean, when Josh Allen is putting up, you know, he's throwing the ball 33 times, 17 for 33, 179 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I mean, that's, that's similar to like uh, 18 Josh kind of numbers. So he's not there. We touched on it on the top. He's not there. And that's one of the top things for me right off the bat. But one other thing that really stood out to me in the beginning of this game, not only was Zach Moss in the game, but it felt like we went back to normal. It felt like week one, we tried to get a tad too cutesy when really all we needed to do was just come back out and see if anybody learned how to stop us in the off season. Because what we were doing the entire season was working minus a couple bad plays against Kansas City. We might have been in a Super Bowl. This offense was clicking and working just fine for what it was doing in the offensive line this week. They stepped up, which definitely absolutely made all of that available and OK to happen, which is perfectly fine. I mean, I. The, this team is going to live with the offensive line. The longer that Josh Allen has the throw, the more he's going to be able to shred people. This is not rocket science. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. But for me, the step up for the offensive line this week was against the Miami Dolphins. Not that they're trashed. I think they do have a good defense. <coughs> Excuse me. But what I think you're going to find against week one was our, our O-line got totally roasted by a really good defensive line. And then we stepped it up against a team that was potentially not as good and definitely not as good on the defensive front. And now we're going to go up against the, in week three, a team that also has a very good front four. So this is going to trigger our offensive line is going to have to continue to play well against tough fronts. If we're going to be successful, especially why this offense doesn't quite feel like it's clicking. Josh Allen is just not on right now, and that's fine. I mean, one and one to start the season. Nobody needs to go undefeated. I mean, we we are set up now to go up against two backup quarterbacks moving into the next two weeks. We're not going to get to face Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic, which is kind of unfortunate. But we got two basically backups coming in 
these next two weeks, which gives us great momentum that we can potentially just still come out of this thing three and one for the first quarter. And I think if you're a f- any time that you can come three and one out of a quarter in the NFL, that you're perfectly happy with that. And we should be okay with that because as we saw this defense, remember last year was not very good initially in the season and they picked up towards the end of the season and we're seeing them come in. So as long as this defense holds form, we're going to be in a good place. Let's, Let's talk about this defense. I mean, Tua couldn't even breathe within the first couple of plays and we had two sacks already. This this rookie group is playing lights out right now. He looks good. He's and not only is he making the sack play, but you see him making tackles in the in the open field or open space inside the line where he's stopping runs out of nowhere. So his length is good just outside of the sack. It helps him fill holes. He's looked very, very good. I, I This kid is, I honestly, yes, he's going to develop and he's going to keep getting better, but if he's giving us this kind of performance every week, all season, or very close to this high energy effort with just his athletic ability and length, he is going to be a problem all season for just about everybody, especially the way that we're rotating players through. He's not even on the field all the time and he's causing this pressure, which I think is partially what we do the rotational thing for. But besides that, the other guys that really stood out for me was star being back in the lineup made a big difference as much as I didn't really want to believe that star was going to be the guy that can make that big of a difference. He made that big of a difference. I think I saw some triple teams at some points during that game where he was being triple teamed. And that's just absurd because that leaves so much open, but he played a great game first game back after not playing in over a year. Uh, You know, so that's, that looked very good. And if he can progress and stay healthy star being back in this lineup is going to allow so many things to happen. The other guys that really stood out to me was last week I had mentioned that Edmonds uh, was shining at the linebacker and Milano looked okay. This week Milano looked phenomenal and Edmonds was kind of non-existent. It was a different game plan, obviously. Uh, they, were, they were covering more, which is going to play into Milano a lot more than it would be Edmonds. But Milano was everywhere. So he was making plays in the backfield on the cornerback. He looked unblockable at times. Uh, I just Milano really shined and showed me this week, if, if he stays healthy, that this linebacker trio, if they can play together, every week that no matter what teams try to do if they want to try to run on us then as long as Edmonds can be great that's awesome or even good and if you want to try to pass and Milano plays well then we're going to be even better off the other guys that really stood out was AJ at Penenza. I mean as good as Groot was doing AJ was making massive plays I mean he put the hit on two of that ended up taking him out of the game I'm um, not that that's what we're trying to do but that's just what took place but he looked phenomenal like I mean in year two uh, the, the, which this just side note, Boogie Basham hasn't played yet this year, but Epineza hardly played last season and look at what he's doing right now. So this can only be positives for Basham, but Epineza looks great right now. He's in the other piece of it. Why he looks so good is I believe the pressure is coming from everywhere, which makes it a lot easier for him to succeed, but he definitely looks the part. He's looking fast. He's looking very, very good. This defense, I mean, I feel like you could probably go down the line of every single player. Like Teron Johnson's having a great season quietly. Um, You know, just he's playing very good football, making good tackles. He's stopping plays that should get like four yards and making them two and a half, three yard plays. They're really shortening things and getting the ball back. So he's, he's playing great right now. The side of the ball that is still for some reason that like, I love Tyler Bass, that 
that long kick, I don't know what happened. I mean, it was a total, total missed kick, but it was still three quarters of the way up or whatever. So he obviously has the leg. Um, it looked like he was doing something like short, like maybe one, two, three. I don't know if he, I have to pay attention to that a little more to see if that's what he typically does, but, um, it just didn't seem like he got through it all the way, but the hack, the punter, his, I don't know what it is, but every time he's getting ready to punt, I feel like it's going to be blocked. And I don't like that feeling at all. Like it feels so slow to me. I don't, and I don't like, it's just, it was fine this week and and the special teams did what they were supposed to. And I get that that is part of it. And they need to do that role for him to be successful and give him that time. But God, it feels like it's forever. I feel like I could like go to the bathroom, come back and dude would still be getting ready to punt. Now on the flip side of that, he's angling it out. He's not allowing returns. He's doing very good in that aspect of the game. So, but that one right now, he's still technically negative six points and everything he's doing in my eyes until he's like showing me pinning some guys real deep, multiple, multiple times. I'm not liking that slow pace bass. He looked good on all the extra points. Nothing missed. He's still a hundred percent on the year on that one long field goal miss. I'm not, I'm not typically mad. I'm not going to be upset about that. And he's he's not really allowing kick returns. Uh, he's kicking the ball deep, so he's doing all things positive. Moving into week three, this is going to be a tough matchup. I'm and this is a good defense. Um, they haven't played that great so far. They're giving up points. Um, they just gave up a lot of rushing yards to Daniel Jones. So I feel like Josh Allen could have success with that. But this is going to be another battle uh, until the offense just comes out and proves that it's like clicking and clicking and clicking. And um, it's going to be tough against this defensive front. You know, it's going to be, like I mentioned, all offensive line led. So <clears throat> I'm excited. I, I think after week two, though, it was we're, we're back ish. Um, the defense still looks great, which is so, so going to be the biggest aspect of this uh josh allen's performance if he's like just mediocre this season if this defense is playing like that mediocre is going to be able to still win the division get us in the playoffs and give us a shot to really succeed so i'm excited for this week i do think that we are going to you know be successful against the washington redskins uh top to bottom I, we are a better football team we're obviously getting the backup quarterback in heineke but I think he's a good player, but uh, this should be a Bills win. I would suspect. Um, I'm. I'm not gonna. This is probably gonna be tighter than what we just did in Miami. I'm gonna say probably 28, 17, something around those lines. Uh, I think this defense keeps it fairly close, and we may see the offense click. And if they click, we could get up towards that 38 number potentially. But until then, let's just have some fun. Because I mean, realistically. We're three we're heading into week three. We're one and one. Like I mentioned, we got a good line here to get the three and one at the first quarter, even though we got that extra game now, whatever. Still going to go by the quarters because that's the way it's supposed to be. But anyways, Bills Mafia, have a lot of fun this week. Get ready to enjoy another, hopefully, Victory Monday. Uh, for those of you that are going to be in the stands, be safe, enjoy yourselves, have some fun. And I got to shout out my uh, play action pools guys over there. Uh I'm getting crushed in that, by the way. I'm not going well. It's not going well at all for me right now. I find myself in like eighth place or something like that. So I got a shout out. No X way is my guy right now who's just leading it and he's killing it right now. So so that's going to do it, everybody, for the phase report of week two. Obviously, you guys will be able to catch the regular Buffalo Nerd episode uh, that'll be coming out on Friday. 
this week I'm going to be joined by Manny of Talking Sports with Manny. He covers the Washington football team. So we're going to deep dive into what the Bills are going to be up against to talk about what's going on over there in Washington. So thanks again, everybody, for being here. This is Buffalo Nerd Phase Report Week 2. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. Make sure you guys are following us on everything we're doing over at thebuffalonerd.com. And we will see everybody next week. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.